you know it's like well for one y'all didn't y'all weren't able to intercede for right. everyone's safety and wasn't able, yeah wasn't able to intercede before the, you know for for that day right you know put them as a priority to go before the day exactly and protect us and guide us that's why we pray exactly. you know what i mean yeah for the seen and the unseen because it's like you you know no one knew what was going on or who or who was planning what mm-hmm. you know so that's why we all you know it does not into temptation but deliver us from all evil even evil that we don't know about yep is that a fire drill what? Why? No, no. Seriously, no. Every week, no matter where I sub or where I'm at, or no building that I'm in, the fire alarm always go out. So I feel like that's an indicator that God is sounding the alarm because He's about to release His trumpets in the earth. And you know, it's interesting. Uh, it's weird. Every time, like, even though it rains, like mm-hmm. when it's like raining and like storming outside, mm-hmm. I always hear like a lightning, like. Bam, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like those lightnings be like crazy loud. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm waking up like, oh wow, is that the Lord's return? Because you know his voice is going to be loud. Yeah, sound of a trumpet. It's going to be so loud. You know. And then it's like, do I have your attention? Mm-hmm. A, 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 a fire alarm gets your attention so you can run to safety. You know what I mean? Right. So it's symbolism and everything. If you look for God, God is in everything. Yes. So I'm like, dang, God. Every time I'm in the building, every week is it has not failed. the The alarms have gone off. The fire alarms, literally. Amazing. I can show you on my phone a video where I'm like recording myself and I'm like, yo, why is they doing this fire alarm? Right? Why? Then I have a video on my phone where. We leaving after school. I'm like, here goes a fire alarm again. And here I am. We talking, having a regular conversation. And you know what I'm saying? Doing our love, doing the podcast and the fire alarms. So, y'all, I just want to, yeah. y'all, welcome to Raw Talk TV. I'm your host, Lenore. Here's where the people connect to the story. I'm sitting here with my fellow co-worker, Mr. Hobbs. And we're just having a conversation. He's reading my book, The Prophetic Phrases. And he was reading the poem, Invite Me to Dinner. And these are diff- the different revelations and the conversations that's being sparked from just reading that one poem. So I just wanted to um, let you guys know what we're talking about. And hopefully you find it as intriguing. It's raw talks, with raw, honest, organic conversation and impromptu. So I hope y'all enjoy it. Make sure y'all like us on um, IG at Raw Talks TV as well as on YouTube at Raw Talks TV. And um, just enjoy the conversation, y'all. You got a good radio voice. Oh, thanks. You do. <laughs> you know, I, you know, my minor was TV and radio broadcasting, you know. Uh, my, but my teacher used to tell me that all the time. He's like, you got a face for TV and you have a voice for radio. Mm. He used to always say that to me. Shout out to Mr. Um, AT. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What else stood out to you? Um... Another one. You never seem to desire me, but you yet, but yet you give up on me. That is something that's interesting too, because you know, like I said, we're not fellowshipping with the Lord yet. When something happened in our life, oh, I don't believe in God anymore, you mm-hmm. know, or oh, God isn't listening to my prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, just like how a, how a, a relationship 
has to work between two people. Mm-hmm. And that's for any relationship, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's co-workers, whether it's friends, families, lovers, partners. Also, it goes with God as well, you know. Can't, you know, God, God can't just do all the work, you know. It's like right. we have to put effort in with him as well, you know. And... And that's the thing, too. Uh, I don't want to be bouncing off. I mean, I don't want to be jumping to different subjects. No, you're good. But the thing is, is like, that's why I like Christianity over any other religion. It's because um, the thing is, it's like men is seeking God. You know, they think, well, with most religions, they're trying to, uh, they try to outweigh their bad with good. But the thing with uh, Christianity is Jesus is saying that hey it's already been done and it's up to us to receive that mm-hmm. once we receive that we'll let him manifest through us and that'll change our heart and our spirit to not want to do some of the things we used to do and it'll also enlighten a fire mm-hmm. the fire of the Holy Spirit within us mm-hmm. so we do want to spend more time with the Lord so we do want to change so we do uh, want to do his will and want to change our will for our life to his will for mm-hmm. his life you know so that's just interesting Absolutely. that's interesting about that you know it's like you know we especially as Christians we have to you know we can't just know about God we have to know him you know mm-hmm. through our walk in our everyday lives you know um, that's why sometimes I always pray you know it's like God, I want to feel you, you know, I want to seek you, you know, and if I, and if ever I, the temptation of laziness or, or anything else that tries to hinder me from you, I pray you remove it Mm -hmm. out of my life right now. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that'll come, like you'll get too complacent with Mm -hmm. life, things happen, you get tired, you get stressed, you get weary. Sometimes you just don't feel like praying. Sometimes you just don't feel like reading the word, but we always got to remember, you know, and when that happens, that's, that's Satan's way of isolating us mm-hmm. from God, making us feel like we're all alone, making mm-hmm. us feel like, like I said, oh, God isn't here, hearing mm-hmm. us when he's there, but it's us isolating us, you know, it's just like a relationship. When something is going on personal in one partner's life, they become distant mm-hmm. from the partner and the partner's like, yo, what's going on? You know, I want to help you. Can you please tell me what's going on? Right, right. But right, then right. they won't do it because it's like, oh, there's just so, it's like they're being selfish without knowing it. You know, there's the selfish of, the obvious selfish of me, 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 but then there's also the selfish of, I got all these things going on. You know, I can't do this. Like, I just got to figure this out myself. Right, right. You know, but the thing is, it's like, we got, we got God for it. You know, we got to have a God. So, mm-hmm. You know, and he he knows our situation. He knows what we're going through. He wants us to come to him and to release it to him. Because mm-hmm. he will supply all of our needs. He will see us through the storms. Mm-hmm. You know, he never said that life would be easy, but he did say he'll see us through the storms. Right, right. You know, so with that being said, it's like, and another thing, um, Christ, is, Christ is our rock. You know, without him, like the song says, we're sinking sand. Mm-hmm. You know, so I kind of see us as people, as like waves mm-hmm. in the ocean. And God is like that rock on shore mm-hmm. and how the waves just kind of, I was just like, it doesn't hit shore because there's that big rock right there that just mm-hmm. kind of brushes it away mm-hmm. back into the 
to the ocean spear, you know. But um, that's just some of the things that I kind of seen, especially within that poem, is that um, in every aspect of our life, you know, we have to have God in it, you know. Yeah. It's not a just about just, it's not just being, it's not about being just like a big time Bible thumper or nothing like that. Right. You know, obviously we know that, but why not include the Lord in all of our life, our decision makings, yeah. um, our times of need and our times of trouble? Yeah. Even in the good times. Yep, absolutely. You know, because we're, that's another thing. We're quick to go to God during the bad times, but we forget to praise him when we do get blessed. Mm -hmm. When good things does happen to us, when we, our lives are spared, when, when we hit the jackpot, not main, mm -hmm. not really financially, but right. mm -hmm. mentally, most anything, you know, mm -hmm. when we get that dopamine, that high, you know, it's like, we have to remember to thank the Lord for that. And, you know. Because he did that for us, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't necessarily luck. It was a miracle from heaven. Yeah. 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 Mr. Hobbs, you need to be speaking more. You got you got the word in your mouth. Like, it's, it's activated. Like, your study time, how you grew up, your your personal desires, your ethics, your morals, your, your vision. All this timidness, you got to come out of that. You got to be bold before God. You have to be bold before God so you can be bold in the earth. Yeah, and this, this, you have a sweet meekness about you and a subtleness about you that you can be received from anybody. You know what I mean? You have a lot of language and you have a lot of um, passion. You can see the passion. You can see the fire. So don't let the enemy muzzle you from speaking out to other people about what you already know because you know a lot. I'm sitting here like, man, this this dude really knows. And the way you use your language and the way you articulate and the way you place things, it's like, dang, he said dopamine. Like, I, I, I forgot, forgot about that word. You know what I mean? I, I forget about that hormone that's released. Or, you know what I mean? Like, just this this educational but also relaxed, not talk with, talking over your head, but speaking directly to the person. You have, a, you have, a, you have that ability to be able to do that. You should do that more. Like, this shouldn't just be a secret for you. You shouldn't just have all this treasure on the inside of you and not giving it to nobody else. So I don't know if you already do that or maybe if you didn't feel confident enough talking. You know a lot. And it don't matter, like, how much you know or how little you know. You just talk about the woman at the well. She had one encounter with God. One encounter. And she went and told everybody just about her, her testimony. That was her gospel. That was her truth. And that was her experience. And I always tell people, God is an experience. And God comes to refresh and restore. And he calls to call, call people out, call people to him. You know what I mean? Right. You never know when you need a touch until you get it. You may feel it. You may, you, like you said, you may try to fill it up with other things, video games, people, you know, music, lust. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that ain't enough. What you need is to invite God to dinner. What you need is to invite him into your atmosphere. Um, and I think, like, everything that you hit on was so profound and so refreshing and so just um, reconfirming, you know, or just, like, a sense of, oh, dang, I do remember that. That is true, you know. I feel like you have that, that reminder type of spirit for people who just need a refresher. You know what I mean? So... And I know my audience got a whole mouthful. Y'all weren't expecting that. And you're a, a young black man. 
just think about all the young black men like Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? He was on fire for God. He had a voice. He was young. He was like 27. Whole time I'm thinking this man like in his 30s, you know, right. in his 40s. But nobody really talked about his age. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really talked about the impact that, and the surrenderance that he had, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times God called us at an early age, but will we answer? Because if we answer early on, we alleviate all the, you know, all the mishaps and misfortunes and trials and tribulations that come along the way. Um, if we would have just said yes, but then we don't have anybody giving us confidence in that area to say, yeah, chase after God. Who said, who telling you chase after God? They saying, go, go to school. Yep. Pay these bills. Be, you know, get you a car, get you a job. They saying that type of stuff. They not saying take that chase after God and seek him with your whole heart no matter what. You know what I mean? They not encouraging that. They not encourage you to find purpose. They encourage you to do what you got to do to get where you need to be. That ain't good advice. You know, that is not. that shouldn't be the ideal advice. It comes in handy in times of like when you need to persevere, you need to be resilient. And you need to, you know, have some responsibility. But for that to be the main thing, totally not correct. I totally disagree. You know? Um, But, yeah. Yeah, that was... You're amazing. And if you thought less than, then today is your reminder, like, God's giving you a voice, speak. God's giving you a voice, so speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, It's God be the glory, obviously. I just... I guess I never saw myself just doing that because I was always kind of soft-spoken. I don't have like a bold... Come on, Moses. <laughs> Moses was soft-spoken. Moses was like, I had a stuttering problem, God. You're not going to use me. He like, I'm calling you. Nobody else. And he did. Moses did amazing things. So in our lack, in our insecurities, in our uncomfortability... God uses those things. Those are very things that catapult us into purpose. The very things that we don't want to come into agreement with that God says, I want to use you in this, then we will never know the fullness of who we could be if we keep like running from our own like false ideas of who we are. False perceptions of who we are. Um, you come into agreement with I'm soft-spoken, I'm timid. You saying that Death and life lies in the power of the tongue. So if you keep saying that, then that's who you're going to be. But if you say, you know what? I got a voice. I have meaning. I have purpose. And I'm coming out of this timidness. I'm going to speak the word of the Lord. You know what? I'm going to tell people more about my opinions. The more you speak it out your mouth, the more you become it. I see. <laughs> you here look, looking at me. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm actually thinking about that, though. I really am. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. Go meditate on it, you know? But, um, okay, yeah, go read Mr. Mr. Identified Brother. And let okay. me know what you think about that. Y'all, we be back. I'm going to let him read this poem, and then we're going to talk about it. Hold on. Let me see. He just got done fin- finished reading um, Miss Identified Brother, so we're going to get his honest reactions okay so from what I'm getting from this is definitely talking about a black man who doesn't know his identity or they neglect it and eventually become like whitewashed you know and sometimes that is easy especially if you make it to the top in corporate America where you start becoming more greedy um, 
and you start getting more materialized, in my opinion. That's one of the ways. And you start getting approvals and praise from the white men. You kind of forget who you are and you forget where you came from. Uh, that's definitely one thing I see, see in this. Another thing is um, something that... How do I put this? So this poem, it definitely hits home to me personally, mm -hmm. especially growing up. Um, you know, especially as a dark-skinned black man, we're definitely are stereotyped as, you know, the thugs, you know, crooks, you know, drug, de drug dealers, you know, mm -hmm. lazy, you know, all this other stuff. But, you know, and people always done that to me many times. But once they heard me talk, once they notice the way I carry myself they're like oh oh I'm like yeah you know don't don't generalize all of us as this one stereotype as this one stereotype there's good and bad in everybody every race right every religion everybody there's good and bad in everything but just don't generalize me as that mm -hmm. um another thing is um be yeah, constantly this story about false representation yes i agree with that too uh because you agree with what um i do agree with the but yet constantly destroyed by false representation of a man in this cold cold world i definitely agree with that too mm -hmm. um it goes even small as just walking in this walking downtown or walking in a hallway mm -hmm. there's either a white woman or a white man they're look you know i try to give them a friendly nod sometimes they'll just like start looking down out of nowhere <laughs> right have you experienced yeah, that too yeah they give that fake white people smirk yeah like, they give them a smirk and then they just look put down, their head down yeah. and start looking at the ground i'm like hey don't do that keep your head up <laughs> you know don't <laughs> yeah i never understood that you know and that kind of frustrated me a bit probably you know? like a sense of shame like if you they really if they know their history and you look down why why would you look down when i walk past exactly you know why we don't know. Maybe they know. You know what I mean? Could be prejudice, too. Could be. Or like, mm, I'm not going to look at them disgusting. Well, keep your head down, then. Hope you don't run into... <laughs> hope you can see where you step because you're stepping something you don't need to step in. And, but, and it's not only them, though. Sometimes I also did this at an old HBCU school I went mm -hmm. to. I loved it, don't get me wrong, but some of the professors were pretty uppity. Was I know it was an HBCU. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you said HBCU. Yeah, I mean, but like you were saying earlier, like that that ladder. Yeah, that getting yeah. to get that ladder, and you start developing those customs, those perceptions, those mentalities, those behaviors, those actions, and you mimic the the leader that you want to be like. Exactly. And Even if they're not a good leader. Because there, sometimes where I see some people, I might not have a class or nothing. If I see them walking by, they'll kind of have their head down and, or kind of look the other way. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to give like a friendly nod, but sometimes I'm probably wearing like street clothes, like a jean jacket and and some pants. But once I wear a suit for chapel, oh, how you doing, brother? How you doing? You know, and I'm like, aren't you supposed to? Why can't we just be like this all, at all times? You know, yeah. not just because I present myself, I guess, higher, yeah. you know, than how I usually dress. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, that's one step stereotype uh, that I kind of noticed also. Um, some people all, and I noticed that I get that also within our people as well. Oh yeah. You know, it oh, hurts, yeah. you know, like I think the, the, one of the big problems, yes, yes. Um, the police, police brutality and a racial injustice, we need to take care of that, but we also need to take care of what's going on within us. In -house, it yep. starts with home, you know, and I noticed that we have a lot of healing to do 
like especially me as a you know some you know most people once they hear me talk oh you know you talk white you know oh either they think i'm super white or they think i'm gay right you know mm -hmm. i've been called those names and all this stuff just because of how you carry I don't, yourself exactly mm -hmm. and i don't fit the form of you know sagging or you know or listen being able to listen Ignorant. to rap yeah listen to rap or anything yeah. like that and i grew up bullied for that for a long time mm. you know and i'm saying this because like i said this is this was my misidentification growing up mm -hmm. i was apparently too white for black people and i was too black for white, white people. people so what is my identity mm -hmm. you know i know i know that there are people who are mixed go through that as well but like also coming from a dark-skinned guy that you know that doesn't fit the stereotype mm -hmm. towards both sides mm -hmm. you know so this is kind of like my misidentification mm -hmm. and reading this this really means a lot you know because like I said we all don't act different I mean we all don't act the same we're mm -hmm. all different in our own ways mm -hmm. and that's what makes the world mm -hmm. you know our differences um, and this really teaches me that it's okay to be unique. It's okay to not be able to fit in, fit in with both sides, but to be happy with how God made me and to be myself unapologetically and to stand up for what is right and what I believe in, whether who likes it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and also, because um, sometimes when I, I was a little kid, right? And like I said, I was getting bullied. Um, about that, you know, I was I was getting bullied for uh, acting quotation marks white to where I'm like, I used to always wonder, hmm, what would it be like if I was white then? You know, I used mm. to, I was little, I was, you know, I didn't know, I was hurt, mm -hmm. you know, but um, growing up, like I said, it took me a while to just, for one, learn my history, learn that. Hey, Dr. King was well educated, you know. Mm -hmm. Malcolm X, he was well educated and well spoken as well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, nothing's wrong with that. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing's wrong with having class. You know, right. I try to that encourage. Part. I try to encourage my sisters with that as well. I'm like, hey, just because you don't act like Cardi B or just because you don't act this certain way, you know, hey, Coretta Scott King, she was, oh, she had class. You know, nothing's wrong with that. Right. You know, nothing's like I said, we're all different. But we make up our we make up our black race and, and our community mm -hmm. and our culture, mm -hmm. you know. And we are all effective in different ways. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of the best way that I that how I personally see it. Um, I might have taken some of this out of context. I hope not. But this just kind of really just hit home to how I grew up mm -hmm. and what makes me feel the way I am right now and mm -hmm. my story mm -hmm. personally. Absolutely. I mean, and when, when, when I wrote, let me see, yeah. you read all of it. Is this the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Oh, hold back. You oh, I'm that? sorry. Oh, I didn't, I didn't read that go, part. Go, yeah, see. go ahead and read okay, that. I was like, dang, did he read the whole thing? We'll be back, y'all. And we're back because he only read the first part of this poem. So he just got done reading the second page of the poem. So we're getting ready to get his response now, guys. Okay. So 
I am reading the second part. Um, so like the first, um, they call them stanzas, right? I guess. Yeah, I think they are stanzas. I'm Teach not me some. Um, <laughs> I think stanzas are like the, the paragraphs in, within the poem, if I'm not mistaken. But um, we did go over that one about how we're identified as robbers, thugs, and murderers. And that are, like you said, lazy, you know, think we always trying to have a handout, which mm -hmm. isn't the case at right, all. Right, right. Um, a lot of us still, still sadly have that slave mentality mm -hmm. for sure of the self-hate mm -hmm. the self-loathe and i think that's self-sabotage yes mm -hmm. exactly and i think those are some of the things that's holding us back as well yeah like i said i'm glad that we're addressing the externalized things mm -hmm. but we got to work on the internal. internal yeah we really do you know it's like they're up there saying well look they don't they don't care Look at how they treat themselves. Look how they treat each other. They don't. Why should we take them serious then? And that's how they see us, mm -hmm. you know. But once we, obviously, we don't have to prove ourselves to nobody. But once they see the change and see how serious we are with fixing our community, fixing our people, even and they'll see how united yeah. we get. And I don't even mean to cut you off, but mm -hmm. even like we talking about our own people as is as in Afri like like Black Americans, right? But even Africans that come over here say that about us, like y'all don't care, y'all, you know what I'm saying? They had this perception of us like white people, and mm -hmm. I be having like, and I feel like I've been blessed enough for a lot of Africans that come straight from um, Africa to encounter me, who mm -hmm. barely like speak English or whatever, and I'm like, don't lose your accent continue to be who you are that's right watch out for these things like and I, I i don't know if they thought i was making it up but when they would experience these things that i told them i'm like when you in america you black it ain't no such thing as oh i'm african no you're black you're the color of black people they're gonna treat you like how they treat the black people here so you need to be aware of that you know that's right and then they'll come back and like oh my god this happened at my job i said what you thought i was lying i'm one of the people that's gonna look out for you but are you gonna look out for me you know mm -hmm. so like even that you know perception of black people i feel like what they don't understand a lot of uh, people that come from other countries who know their history you're in it you're in the land of where the bible took place you like you know what i'm saying yeah so it's like we have a some aspect of a disconnect because we don't know certain history because that's not what we talk taught in our schools mm. anything we know about our black history our black culture it comes from traveling it comes from reading books and it comes from watching documentaries from people who have traveled or had these experiences. You know what I mean? Outside of that, we wouldn't naturally know these things. You have to go and seek these things because, you know, our ancestors was brought here. So we have something, we have something of, you know, African, um, authentic African descent within our black community, but there's things that we still don't have. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's just part of like even when the when when God says seek me we we're always gonna be seeking something you know what I mean but right. to seek it for the betterment of yourself and I think what our like what people in general not just black people anybody anybody that's broken anybody that's hurt from from a place of the internal perspective that what you were going into then I'm gonna let you finish um God can only heal that God can only restore that we can try many times, and that's why we continue to be divided and not have unity. It's because we don't all have the same perspective of who he is and how he uses and moves through us as an individual and as a person, as a collective. For the Bible says, for we are many members of the body of Christ. 
meaning that we all have our unique ways. We all have our unique skill sets that we bring to the community. Exactly. That we bring to the house. But if we don't allow ourselves to be an individual and be able to be content with our individualization and be accepted by one another for our differences, then how can we heal? But first you have to know who God has called you. Who are you? Who did God call you? And once you're okay with that, then you'll be better for the world. Mr. Hobbs just looking at me. It's like, I, you left me speechless. You, <laughs> you left me speechless. It's like, dang, I don't even know what to say after that. That, that, that definitely hits home, you know? But everything you said was definitely on point. I, I would definitely say that. Um, and just looking at it too is that this is not our this is not our country. I'm just being straight up honest. This is mm -hmm. not our country. Mm -hmm. There are what you know, seeing all the the reasons why we are going through certain things that we're going through. America was not built for black people. Yeah, it you gotta whisper it. This is my platform. Oh, it, it wasn't built for black people. I'm like, you know, seriously, you know, mm -hmm. it's like. Their, the way, their way of doing things goes against how we do things, you know? Mm -hmm. Having to, you know, where the fact that one have to become whitewashed in order to be able to compromise with the system. And be able to excel. Exactly. Yeah. And that's sad, you mm -hmm. know? And I'm starting, I'm thankful that, you know, we are starting, I'm starting to see some people go against the grain, like this one black girl, um, I, I don't know, on the news, she usually used to have her hair like straight, but mm -hmm. she started wearing braids, you mm -hmm. know, and started embracing her the girl, culture and who she girl. is. Yeah. Tarsha, somebody just put me onto her social media page, I, her name like Tasha Parker or Tarsha Parker or something like that. I think that's her. If yeah. I think that's her, but yeah, and I was like, yo, that is that's wonderful, mm -hmm. you know, because in my, like in most things, most um, companies or most areas, they News want you, uh -huh. yes, they want you to look a certain way. Yep. You know, the fact that you have to straighten your hair like a white woman mm -hmm. instead of embracing your braids or you know, Curls. obviously we're not saying go up there looking like buckwheat. No, <laughs> we're not talking about that. Like, right. Like you can have an afro and have it look shape have it shaped and like have, have it look nice you can have braids and have them look neat mm. you know and have them in a certain style that looks good you know heck you can even have curls you know just make sure they're defined you know yeah have them, you know uh, or even twists you know we have you know we can versatility we have exactly that's yeah that's what i'm trying to yes that's exactly what i'm trying to say we have that you know so why not embrace it yeah you know like absolutely so that's why i said the reason why they don't like it it's not our country. I'm, it's really not our country, and it's not. It wasn't meant for us. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. But we gonna benefit from the land that we've toiled, though. Mm. We will benefit. I believe we will it. reap from the things that we have sown in this ground. Mm. The, the Bible say the first shall be the last, and the last shall be the first. What? What? Is, he said you should be the head and not the tail. We've been the tail. Now it's time to be the head. The tables are turning. Ain't nothing that nobody could tell me that that God is not moving us and positioning us like he did Joseph and David. He went and got Joseph out of the field when he was not even thought about. And Samuel the prophet said, do you have other boys? He, he asked David's father, Jesse, do you have more? He said all 10. David, mm -hmm. Jesse had 11 sons. David was the baby. They all lined up. They was prepared. They was groomed and ready to be chosen. 
and they did not chose choose him. They went and chose David in the field, dirty, unprepared, and said, this one is going to be the next king. Joseph, he was having all these dreams. He was the baby. His brother's like, oh, so what you think that you're going to be our king? You're going to tell us what to do? Hmm. And he was just excited about his dreams. Like, he really didn't know. He was just like, man, I had this dream. And they tried to kill him. Sold him into slavery. He was the last for a long time, but God still preserved him, still kept him, and allowed him to cultivate his gifts in the meaning, in the time where he was, um, where, where evil was meant for him. You know, according to Romans 8, 28, it says, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So no matter what you do for, do to me, God is going to make it work for my good. So I just, I just said all that to say uh, and then Joseph ended up being the king and yep. all that other stuff. And he had the vision and the plan for the people and save whole nations, you know, right. his nation, generation, multiple generations, because it was multiple generations in that time frame. They had babies, teenagers, adults, old people. So multiple generations was impact, impacted under his leadership. So I don't think people understand the, the longevity of the impact of the decisions that people have made before us. But then I also think that people need to understand that. God's way is always going to prevail. And he never meant for us to be in bondage. He He gave us freedom and liberty. So matter, no matter what we see in our natural, he has given us the ability and the authority to to control it. In the Bible, in the first Genesis, it says, I come to give you dominion over the earth, to subdue it and multiply it. Hmm. If people knew their worth, they would know their position and they would know what they're supposed to be doing. So that's why I said that when we talked about earlier, the internal parts speaking and getting healed from who God called you from before he placed you in your mother's womb. Once we all know that it'll be easy breezy to excel and to be the example and to be in these leadership roles as well as take over the nations. You know what I mean? Right. These we, it's multiple tribes within the nations and he ain't coming back to all ears have heard. So we still got work to do Why people think we, you know, the, God is coming back right now. No, we are in the end times. And right. we've been in the end times since Jesus was crucified. Mm. That's when they began. Wow. So we wasn't just now getting in the end times. Because we were, we've we been in a space where certain things had to have to come to pass. There's still things in the Bible that have to come to pass. That's right. You know what I mean? That's and, right. And, and if people read it, this is kind of deep, but whatever. People in the book of Revelation talk about the seals being broken. And the horses being released. And each horse, the white horse, the pale horse, the red horse, the black horse, and the, the, all these trumpets that have to be sound before he even come back. But if you don't read your word, you can't understand or discern the times that we in to be able to be preparing. Yeah, we don't know the time or the hour, but there are certain things that have to happen before he comes. I'm so glad that you said that because like, and because I would definitely encourage you all to definitely re, um, look into what's going on in um, Israel. Mm -hmm. Because right now, you know, uh, the temples, um, they were like the tabernacles where people went to go pray to God. Mm -hmm. at, you know, that's what the uh, Hebrews used to use. Mm -hmm. You know, um, now they're about to make the third temple. And that was definitely talked about in the book of Revelations. Mm -hmm. So... They're definitely are Come getting on, ready. Come on, teach us, Mr. Hobbs. Teach us. They're definitely are getting ready to build a third temple. They already got the red heifer to sacrifice. That they, you know, like when they sacrifice, mm -hmm. um, how, you know, how, how the Jews do, like the Hebrews do. Mm -hmm. um, they're getting ready with that. Um, they're also um, still 
having rumors of wars going on and attacks on Israel because mm -hmm. those are because uh see that's the thing like Israel that's kind of like the Trump made it the capital. He yeah. made it the capital when he was in office. Why people were like Trump did Trump? He had an assignment. Exactly, and he yes. did what he was supposed to do, yes. whether we like him or not. Yes. God used that man yes. to be able to show us us. Right. He's a, he was a, a prime reflection of America. Exactly. It was a piece of somebody inside of this one man. Whether it was racism, whether it was ignorance, whether it was a businessman, whether it was a privilege, you know what I'm saying? Whether mm -hmm. it was sarcasm. Right. He showed qualities of people in America. So I'm like, I don't hate this man. He, he was being used. Exactly. And that's the thing, like, what people need to see, too, is he's, I'm not, you know, we wasn't saying, obviously, like I said, we are in the end times, but he's help, He's helping ushering us in furthermore. Yeah. By, like I said, he was really backing up Israel a lot, you know, and he was pushing for, that's what I was trying to get to. He was pushing for the seven-year peace treaty, mm -hmm. you know, so that that's about to be signed soon, too. Tell them what the seven-year seven peace treaty is. So, the seven-year peace treaty, I think that, if I'm not mistaken, it's the peace treaty that Israel is going to have with different nations that tries to, you know, because, you know, they have, Israel has beef with a lot of, um with a lot of nations right and with that being said during that seven-year peace treaty someone is going to suggest it and someone is going to like i guess get them to sign it and whoever did does it they're pretty much just going to be considered the next messiah which is the antichrist because the antichrist is going to be seen as the man who brings peace to the world and who you know does all these good things and pretty much ushers people into the new world order you know, which is where we're going to get the mark of the beast and all these other things. But oh, that hasn't came yet. Oh, obviously. no, 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 no. But. Let's let's talk about this. Because um, I was going to say, let me give you some some my personal revelation that I've had mm -hmm. um, around that. When I was in quiet time many years ago, um, I was talking to God about the Antichrist. Because everybody thinks that it's a being. Antichrist is anything anti-Christ. Mm. So anything that goes against the will of God, the laws of God, the principles of God, the order of God is anti-Christ. Anything that people say, oh, I don't believe in Jesus, we're going to believe in that, that's anti-Christ. Oh, I don't believe in healing, healing signs and miracles, I don't believe in the fruits of the spirit, anti-Christ. So everything is already being set up against the belief of Jesus Christ. So anything that goes against him is anti-Christ. So that is my perception. I don't. I, I know that there's going to be um, greater levels to it, mm -hmm. but we're already in the levels. And even the, and, and sorry to say, but even this level of these vaccinations. Yes. It's, is, it's, yes. I feel like it's a representation of uh, aspects of the mark of the beast because it's, it's it's the mark of disbelief for me. God has not instructed me to get that. And whatever you choose to believe, whatever you want to believe, that's fine. But that's just like when Jesus, when God has sent the order to put blood on your doorpost so that the death angel won't get to you. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. That shows a protection. My faith and me believing that God is going to keep me and he's going to protect me throughout whatever the government try to implement, I'm good. But if you don't know your Bible and you don't rem you don't use this, these stories as truth, it's going to pass you up and you're going to let fear get the best of you 
and you're going to come into agreement with the majority rather than the the, the minority, meaning mm. the people that take the wide gate versus the people take the narrow gate. That's right. They talk about that in the Bible. You have to be strong to walk this walk. You can't be weak or faint at heart. You have to know who whose you are. And if you don't know whose you are, then you don't know what is available to you. So I'm not going against anybody that got the vaccinations. If you do, the operable of Jesus over you, right. that you be protected and not hindered. Right. And, you know, no faultiness or anything come to you longevity in your spirit of ignorance and your lack of faith. But the reality of it is, will you trust me when, it, when you don't understand? Will you trust me when you're forced into hard situations? Mm. That's what your private relationship with God, your prayer, your fasting, your supplication, your beliefs, all of that, your weeping, your welling. When you do all that and read your word and meditate on your word, that gives you ammo for times like this. So you won't be deceived. Because God said, I close blind eyes and I open blind eyes. And what you said right there, it definitely goes back to um, the Passover. Absolutely. I say that because even though there was the, we read what was going on with them having uh, the lamb's uh, blood covered on their door. Mm Mm-hmm. The thing is, we also have a temple within us as well. Come on. And with that being said, it's like, you know, you know, you know the saying of let let Jesus in. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is knocking. Stand at let the door, him in. knock, let him open. He's knocking yep. at the door of our heart. We gotta let him in. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, the Passover is also you can also look at it in the spiritual way of do we have, you know, Jesus is the sacrificial lamb. And is are we covered by his blood? So with that being said, do we have his blood covered on our door, our heart? Right. Come on, Mr. Mr. Hobbs. So, Come on, you better preach this thing. <laughs> Come on. So if we, so that's like that's kind of a way of that's another way of how I see the Passover. Yes. And how these different events that went on in the Bible, the Bible repeats itself. Mm-hmm. But it's all, but but it's up to us to pray and ask God for His wisdom and for our understanding of what's going on and the yes. times we're living in, and what is it that we need to do, and to pray for Him to help equip us Come on. to be ready for the, these battle, battles, physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. No, because they ain't ours; they the Lord's. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And with that being we said, we just the recipient. That just like just like with the Passover. You know, with the plagues that was going on, mm-hmm. we got a ten, ten plagues. Ten plagues. Ten plagues. With the plagues that was going on, like you know, and the people that they houses were covered mm-hmm. with the blood of the lamb, so it passed over them. Right. And I do believe that, you know, once we, you know, if we continue to have uh, Christ's blood painted on our doorstep. Mm-hmm. And have him, his blood covering us. Mm-hmm. I believe that everything that the enemy would try to throw at us that could affect us will pass over us as well. Just like yes. how it passed over the Egyptians during the time of Moses. Right. Because at the end of the day, we was in the midst of it. We 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 had felt the effects of it. Mm-hmm. The sounds, the voices, the complaining, the hardships. We heard about the deaths. Right. But it didn't touch us. It said, though it do not come nigh thy dwelling. That's what the Bible say. It may come, but it's not going to come nigh thy dwelling. Meaning it's not going to take you out. Right. And that's why I really want to start studying um, 
the different Jewish holidays. Oh yeah, uh, Rosh Hashanah, yes. like the New Year's, Feast because, of Tabernacles, yeah, all of them. Because at the end of the day, that's still part of what even Jesus, uh, Jesus, the, the King of Nazareth, mm -hmm. the King of the Jews. Yeah, there are certain things within that. Um, religion and the customs that we still need to adopt and we still need to honor because they were covenants they were in covenant mm. some of those things are in covenants with god and people don't understand man it get it gets so deep like it does it, it get deep it depends deep. on how deep you want to go how deep god. you want to go how deep you want to go i want to be as deep as the ocean bottom okay <laughs> don't leave me jesus don't leave me but um yeah um this has been amazing this probably this is like one of my favorite podcasts like really yes this is my my audience have not heard anything like this normally i'm interviewing people talking about their business talking about their life talking about their stories but you know what i'm saying we have an organic conversation um and the uh, this is what i call this day that we've encountered a, 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 a god's uh a godly interruption when God, you allow God to interrupt your day. You may have planned it in a certain way, but if you let him interrupt your day, you never know what it's going to turn out to be. But a lot of people had their days so planned out, calendar by calendar, moment by moment, hour by hour. I got a meeting. I got a Let God interrupt your day because he's going to give you something that you, he going to deposit something in you that day that you'll never forget. Wow. You know? Wow. So even though it, it looked, you know, we're not going to detail, but right. even though our day looked one way mm -hmm. and it took a bold, spirit of boldness to say, let's make a decision. Yes. Boom. You know, to be able to have this right here that we have now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And it's like, I'm starting. I'm, and letting yeah. God work in that atmosphere. You yeah. know what I mean? Like God will. God is so good. Y'all like he is so good. And y'all see why I be so on fire for him. Like. Y'all, this is these are the type of conversations I have like with certain type of people. Everybody can't have these conversations, but if they desire them, their hearts will be open to be able to handle it. Cause I know this was weight. This was weight today. We gave these mugs some 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 bread, some 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 water, some you know everything. Everything. <laughs> Whatever they needed, they got it. So, y'all, I'm going to close us out. And we finna finish talking. I'm going to close y'all out. Um, Mr. Hobbs, we thank you so much for being um, a guest on our podcast today. Mr. Hobbs is one of my uh, dear co-workers. Um, we, we've just met each other, but I feel like we've known each other for a long time. And when you have kindred spirits and you have God in the midst, like, it don't matter how old, how long, how short. It's just divine. And that's what it is. So, we, we just want to thank you and honor you for just sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with us. 